0: Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. Well, hey there, families. Welcome to today's episode. We are going to talk about revenge behavior. <laughs> ah, saucy. <laughs> that, that's just that like word alone is so like gnarly, revenge. Um, so let me give you a little background about how we kind of view revenge misbehavior in the work of positive parenting, how we figure out that our kids are in revenge misbehavior, how we address that they're um, having any type of actions that resemble revenge behavior. So we teach families to understand that underneath all misbehavior is really a need or a child trying to communicate a need or trying to communicate their emotions in a healthy way. But often with misbehavior, (laughs) they are not able to do that quite yet. So when revenge behavior happens, it's usually a sign that our kids are feeling hurt by something and they're trying to hurt back in order to take care of themselves and often because it's once has been modeled to them. Yeah. You no, know, it's so sad. Um, so we get to come in and support kids to teach them how to do it differently. So when they feel hurt, we get to teach our kids that they're at choice with how they process that emotion and how they take care of themselves in a way that does not involve hurting others. And so this is one of my most favorite topics to teach about. It's actually a topic that we're covering um, in the Bonfire membership this month at the time um, that this podcast will be released. And so it's just a wonderful area to look at where maybe your kids may be having some revenge behavior in your family life or in your home where you may be having some revenge behavior when it comes to reacting to your kids. And then also just, um, you know, really filling up your toolkit on ways you can help your kids deal with hurt out in the world so they don't think that they have to hurt others in order to take care of themselves. Okay. So today we're going to talk about three different ways to handle revenge misbehavior with integrity. So number one is step to the side and don't hurt back. Number two is figure out why your kiddos are feeling hurt or the other person is feeling hurt if you're coaching your kids on a revenge miss, you know, revenge kind of behavior that's going on in their lives, and then number three is really repair the relationship, and commit to change. So we're going to go into depth a little bit about each of those things. But what, I don't know. What do you think of Terry when you when I like when I say re, you know, when we're talking about revenge behavior? What do you, what comes to mind? Or um, when we when before we get into the
1: well, details. to me, I think um, revenge like you said, it's often what's modeled to them. Like, so sometimes it is through the things that we do as parents. But when I just look at society as a whole and um, kind of what's put in front of, uh, you know, kids, you know, eyes and ears from a from a young age, it's it's everywhere. You know, it's in the movies we watch for entertainment. It's like, okay, uh, you know, bad guy hurts. Good guy. Good guy overpowers. Bad guy. You know, there's all these just you know, stories are, are based off of revenge. I'm not saying it's wrong, you know, yeah. it's very, it, but when you know it's for entertainment value, but think about it through the lens of a, of a kid, um, there's, I mean, it's just the idea of even explaining to kids like why a war is going on. You're yeah. like, well, well these people did this. and then these other people did this back to them and then, oh, how long has that been going on? Oh, I don't know. A thousand <laughs> years, years or whatever, yeah. you know? So, um, you know, I think revenge is, is, is everywhere around, um, our, our kids world. So I think to them it's, um, it's this way of, okay, is that the way, is that the way I, I am supposed to operate? Um, and I think they just, it's just a go-to for them. So yeah, it's no wonder it's there. And I think there needs to be a paradigm shift in, um, and how we can kind of break that cycle. Yeah. So here
0: we are. Here we are, and it's such a good area to really learn about and ask questions about and and just grow and understand. I mean, even as a family of Christian faith, you know, Old Testament, eye for an eye scripture. You know, I know a lot of families are really like... You know, what does that mean as far as when it comes to our parenting life when a kid does have revenge behavior or what do we teach our children about that? So there's just so much in regards to revenge that happens in our life that I just feel like it's such an important, important topic to talk about.
1: And at the core of all of this, it's like, okay, whatever you believe in, wherever you stand on any specific issue, if you were offered to have more tools in your toolkit to peacefully navigate and get you out of a situation, would you say yes to them? And if you could have those for your kids, would you say yes to them? So that's where we're at, is just offering um, more ways to equip our kids to navigate life without having to have that revenge button.
0: Yeah, without hurting others, really. Is is revenge behavior is hurting others. So so let's look at, at our, you know, um, recommendation number one is step to the side and don't hurt back. So this is in regards to when your kid has a misbehavior and you are feeling like you're going to explode like a volcano and you want to kill them. <laughs> that's, you, I feel like that's usually what revenge feels like. So in the Foundations course, in the Bonfire Membership Program, we teach families to always address misbehavior by how they feel. It's kind of trippy because you would think misbehavior would be addressed by what the kid is doing. So we teach in Positive Parenting, Dreiker psychology teaches us there's four different categories of misbehavior. There's attention misbehavior, where a kiddo is trying to get attention in an unhealthy way. Um, there's Power misbehavior, where a kiddo is trying to get a need to feel powerful met in an unhealthy way. Revenge behavior, when a kid is trying to hurt back when he feels hurt. And then inadequacy and avoidance behavior, when a a child just feels like they can't do it, like they're incapable, um, they're inadequate. So we teach parents, the first step is when your kiddo does something, is to really ask yourself, all right, let me step to the side for a minute. Give myself a chance to just ask myself, how am I feeling right now? And so they're all different how you're gonna feel depending on what your kiddo's doing, but with revenge behavior, parents are going to feel hurt and super P.O.'d, <laughs> like super angry. That's what I find is most common. Now this can, you know, be a little bit of a variance, of course, but the the underlying one is hurt. So this is, I think, one of those emotions, Terry, maybe you can speak to this as a guy, but I know for myself as an adult, not, you know, most of us didn't grow up with emotional literacy work. You know, we were group, our parents did the best that they could, but at that time we weren't taught like all these emotions, what they feel like, how to process through them. So hurt was one of those ones for me that like, I grew up in a family where like, you just, you were tough. Like I had a big brother. We lived in the country. We drove pickup trucks. Um, and you, if you got hurt, you like got up and you're fine. Like, stop crying, don't be a baby, get up, you're fine. Um, or like, you know, if your brother says something mean to you, like, well, no, oh, like, whatever. Like, it wasn't like, oh, it looks like you're feeling hurt. That's the feeling of hurt. This is how you get through it without like striking back. So as an adult, I find it so fascinating to work with the families I work with because when I have that feeling come up in my life, I love to stop and go, wow, look at that. That's a feeling of hurt where I feel like my heart just got like a dagger put in it where I almost have like a physical response of like shoulders kind of go inward a little bit and I go, oh my gosh, like why did you just do that or why did you just say that? Like So, a lot of parents would see that as, you know, common misbehavior in homes that represents revenge behavior is, um, you know, throwing, hitting, kicking, biting, I hate you, you're such a mean mom, our family's the worst, Um, that kind of stuff. So, the important, the, the step number one is really to step to the side and don't hurt back because that type of misbehavior will cause you to feel hurt and then to go into a bit of a rage often
1: well it's like um, asking yourself are you looking to connect or disconnect yeah so um, by participating in the dance you're um, you're actually disconnecting from the relationship so yeah. and you're not giving yourself that um, that space to um, you know in between your stimulus and reaction to actually, you know, act in accordance to who you really are. Yeah. Um, because I would say most of us wouldn't describe ourselves as, oh, I'm, I'm the hammer. I'm going to be the hammer. I mean, I think some of us by default, um, you know, maybe through life have become that. But I think at your core, you weren't designed to be that. You're, you know, you're you're much more of a counselor, um, nurturing, kind, teacher, coach. I think that's, that's the, if you were to describe the type of parent that you're intending to be, that's what you would want to be. Yeah. Not the, not, uh, not the Cobra. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's interesting. You, you know, you mentioned like, um, your, what you grew up with. And when I think about revenge or I think about these things, I don't think necessarily as much about maybe my, um, my child and parent relationship, I think about like what was going on, um, in school or with peers as, um, a young kid, elementary, middle, high school. And it was like, you always had to either be ready with a verbal comeback, a physical comeback, or some sort of, like, behind-your-back comeback. But there was a comeback.
0: And, yeah, the intention was to hurt, even though if it was a subconscious intention. You, you're yeah. not saying that as a kid, but yeah. that that's the that's the point. Right. Yeah.
1: So, where, you know, because revenge comes in many shapes and forms. I mean, I think some of what Wendy's talking about is when your kid does something, it's like as a parent not coming back and having revenge back on them. But then there's this whole cycle of revenge that kids get caught up into also, whereas, like, I uh, I've been hurt by somebody else. What am I going to do with it now? And so that's, that's where this work is. Um, it's life work. It's not just parents. It's not just kids, but together, um, by, by us collectively doing it a different way, our kids are modeled a different way to deal with things when they're hurt, when they're made fun of, um, when they're, you know, physically stomped on or any of those things to where they can act out of integrity. And ultimately, it was because mom and dad decided to step to the side and don't hurt back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and so I have a quick story I'll tell you that's hilarious. (laughs) It wasn't hilarious at the time, but, um, you know, I've been practicing this work now for almost a decade. And so it's taken me a while to develop emotional literacy and get a little bit, you know, to get fluent at actually feeling a lot of extended coursework and weekend work that Terry and I, tell you a lot about with your infinite life, a lot of practicing positive parenting curriculum. But about a week ago, I was in the car with my daughter. We had, we had had a rough week. Terry had had knee surgery. My son had had the flu. It had been raining here in Southern California for like 40 days and 40 nights. And um, and it was I was on carpool duty and I got in the car and my daughter, you know, I was expecting to put on some good music, have a good car ride and she just throws down the mirror and looks in the mirror and, you know, she's a tween now, so this is starting to happen where she's, you know, her her friends and her are starting to look at their bodies and just start to examine and, and judge them. And so she looks at her chin and she goes, ugh, I have the ugliest chin. She goes, mom, I think I got my chin from you. She goes, all my friends say I have the ugliest chin. <laughs> This no. is such a random, random one, right? I mean, so when you when you pull I back, love your chin. thank you, babe. When love you,
1: it. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It's a good I chin. I know, I know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But when you pull back, you're like, okay, of course, it makes sense. Tweens are just like starting to like. They're just starting to be hard on themselves. Their their friends will say things that are super random, whether it's about their weight or their body or their freckles or their zits that are coming up. So you can see how in that moment she had felt hurt and she really didn't mean to hurt me. Um, However, in that moment, the point of me telling the story is I immediately was super hurt. Now, I've had this happen before where she made a comment about my teeth. And I had just come out of a weekend course where I was like super super well practiced from the weekend and feeling and so I went right to hurt but I just felt hurt so I just was like I sort of actually started crying do you remember that time in the backyard where um I just started crying and I was like I was so okay to feel hurt and show it that there was no striking back back to the story in the car with the chin I kind of immediately flared up and was like don't ever say that to me again like that is so mean why would you say that so you can see, just by me saying that is so mean. It was almost like this strike back of like, you are mean.
1: Well, I think the first part uh, of what you said, you know, we encourage our kids to say, um, don't don't ever say that right. to me again. Yes. So I think I think right at that,
0: I could have a- stopped. Yeah,
1: a okay, super clean, great. Yeah, that's yes. perfect. I think, um, and I know you're probably going to tell the rest of the story, but there yeah. was a series of other things you 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 did yes. to try to make her feel bad.
0: Yes. So, and again, like I want to encourage you guys, you know, if you're new to this work and you're like, oh, I'm trying to do some of this stuff, but it's really hard. Just remember it takes practice and there's no perfection. I mean, these are real human relationships that we're having. And, but the more you practice this stuff, like the more you can get messy with it and then just make amends and get right back on path. So we're we're driving and I just wanted to be quiet. I just was like, man, I, it really got, everything started to layer on and had a hard week of work. I was overworked, I was just like, man, I'm just in a stressful spot right now and I just wanted to take care of myself, so I got quiet. The whole seven minute drive to school, I was just kind of trying to process, talk to myself, practice what I preach, take care of yourself, you're feeling hurt, it's okay, like re-shift your mind thoughts here, she didn't mean to hurt you, all these things, but when we got to school, I was still fighting it because at this point, you know, as a tween, she said, hey, you know, she's asked us, me, instead of walking me all the way to class and holding my hand and like hugging on me in front of my friends, would it be okay if we hugged at this little bush right before we go in? Because she's super independent, loves to do stuff on her own, which we love about her. We think it's absolutely beautiful. She's such an inspiration. But that day, I got I got almost in the bush and I was like, okay, here's your hug. Bye. <laughs> which is so hurtful, yeah. right? And so... After she left, she was crying, and it was just like so messy, and I was like, wow, there it is. That's some revenge stuff right there, and that's from someone who really works hard not to have it in my life. Now, that might be a funny story for you, and whether you see how deep the revenge is or not, it still represents, I felt hurt And I was trying hard to process that emotion and take care of myself. However, I was still just, I was still really angry. And I still was like resisting that urge to strike back a little bit. So afterwards, her and I did a lot to make amends. And we repaired our relationship. And we talked about everything. Um, she, She totally got how she had made a hurtful comment, even though she didn't mean to. Um, we, we ended up feeling a lot more connected afterwards because of what had happened. And I was actually super excited that I got to practice feeling the feeling of hurt. Because I always tell my families, it's it's important that when that feeling happens, that you stop and really feel it. Because that's how you're going to influence your kids to change their behavior, is when you teach them to stop and really feel that feeling. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, 3-2-1 countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being, air quotes, mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that...
1: Well, and underneath all of that, too, is like, you know, I think there are all these distractions to, like, take us to, like, um, oh, I'm angry about this, or I want to say this, or I want to say that. But at the bottom of this, there is a young girl who's feeling insecure about some part of her body. And
0: hurt. Her friends have told her she has an ugly chin.
1: So this is getting glossed over in the messiness of, of relationship and words and the way that, you know people have chosen to you know to deal with that but you know yeah so it's like the 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 more that's great the way you guys resolved it because then you guys could actually get to like what is the real problem here because yeah as hurtful as all that stuff was the real problem wasn't even you know any of the things that that happened or were said it was oh man she's having this bummer of a yeah. time with, with with something and it was yeah.
0: also that the reason i felt so hurt by that comment is because stuff i had going on in my own mind you know like you know entrepreneurship journey last year of life like it's been hard to get the exercise in i want so i'm like do i have a double chin <laughs> that's my own stuff so we resolved that you know terry came in hot with a new gym membership he was like babe you know that was so sweet of you because you knew that i wanted to take care better care of myself that's why that feeling flared up so much so like the hurt that we experience guys whether it's teaching our kids to how to feel that feeling out in the world when a friend says you're ugly or it's when our kid says i hate you you're such a mean mom if we're feeling super hurt by it that's our that's our territory you got to look at why you're feeling hurt it's you know it's it that goes into another podcast episode that we'll record on just really taking responsibility for your own emotions and knowing that no one ever causes you to feel hurt. No one ever makes you feel hurt. If you feel hurt, it's just a feeling. It's just an emotion, and you can take care of yourself and get through it. Um, but she was not, you know, she. a lot of the stuff that I was feeling was not because of her. It just got flared up because of the comment that she made, yeah. So if that makes sense. But the, that first step is so important that I, you know, I looking back on, we always say in this work, don't nail yourself for doing it wrong. Just say, hey, the next time that kind of thing happens, I'm going to choose to do it a little bit differently. And I'm going to, if I, like this last time I, I went, you know, seven minutes without saying anything kind of yeah, back. And next time I'm going to go 10. And yeah. then the time after that, I'm going to make it where I just do not hurt back at all. So it's like step to the side and don't hurt back is the number one step if you want to get rid of and eliminate revenge behavior from going on.
1: And this can come in many like shapes and forms, I think, in your house. Like you might be listening to this and maybe your kids are at a different age or maybe you're at a different um, stage in your walk with this work. Like, so this might seem very like, oh, that's no big deal or, oh, wow big deal Wendy you you had a you had a tone when you dropped her off like right. <laughs> um this could come in the form of uh you know your kid just wailing on you like hitting you physically this could yeah. come in the way of like Wendy said of like you're the worst mom you're the worst dad like or just straight up disrespect like in the form of almost you know more of a fight so where this is just a um this is a different different one um than yeah. that but the, it all it comes back to am i going to act in revenge or not you, you, you like yep and you, how you, you feel a, yeah, and how if you, you feel
0: hurt you're 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 all dabbling in revenge behavior yeah power struggles is a little bit more you're going to feel provoked and challenged like oh you oh you think you can win this i am going to win this i'm bigger i'm stronger i'm older i am the leader of this house like that's power and revenge is more like Again, you just feel like that dagger just went into your heart, and then you're often super angry. But anyway, step to the side, which of course we cover so much in the foundations course and the Bonfire membership program is like really getting fluent at that pause button and not feeling like everything is a four alarm fire. Like stepping to the side and taking three deep breaths, practicing a heart connector, finding a healthy intention before you respond is really important. All right, so number 2, figure out what's underneath the hurt. Which we which we kind of talked about in that funny chin story. <laughs> but you you know, it's like whether so let's just use the example of like if your child has said something to you like, you know, I hate you or like actually hit you in the arm or something or you're trying to carry them to the car or something um, figure out what is underneath why are they feeling hurt because remember there's always a level of hurt there and it doesn't always have to make sense to us parents like it's not always going to be logical you know our our kids are are just trying to figure out how to do this thing called life and yes they're immature they're um, they're figuring it out so it's not always it doesn't always need to be make sense to us and we don't always have to feel like it's our fault However, when you kind of put on that inspector gadget costume, you know, I always like to give that visual and just start to get curious. Like, what is going on? Tell me. What, what, Why? Why are you so angry? Why are you feeling hurt right now? And also teaching your kids what that feeling feels like. Stella does really cool lessons for our kids in the Bonfire membership community about the five basic feelings, and hurt is one of those. So she teaches kids, like, where that feeling feels like in your body often. I think for her, she says it's in her throat. Like she wants to cry when she feels like some friend has said something or, you know, she mentions a lot, like she feels like we're taking sides with her little brother, Um, you know, but the feeling will, you know, she teaches kids, you feel it in a physical way and then you feel it in an emotional way. But at really getting curious with your kids and going, why do they feel so hurt when I, when we went to leave the play date or when I said that they had to turn off the TV or, um, and that's a great place to practice like a humble heart. Cause you'll hear your, your ego start to go, well, t- 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 like suck it up, dude. Like, yeah, you got to turn off the TV. Big deal back in my day. We didn't even have Netflix and Hulu, right? Like, so you, I feel like you can talk yourself out of that real fast of just getting curious and figuring out why do you feel hurt.
1: Yeah, this is great too. um, You know, we're at at home practicing all these things for the real world and modeling a lot of things that would go on out in the real world. So for our kids, you know, I can think of a few examples of um, how this has come into play where there's like. A couple of years ago, there was a kid um, in my son's class who just he just was having a rough go. And he was um, he was ready to hurt a lot of the people around him. Um, and, you know, it would have been very easy, I think, for a lot of the kids to engage with this kid and really like pick up the fight. Except for he was a he was a big kid. He was a big kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think a lot of them didn't want to do that because of that. But um, my my story kind of goes into you know there's a lot of different ways just even us as parents or the kids viewed this this kid of like what is what's the deal what is the deal mm-hmm. but once um, once we really like uncovered some of the hurt and I remember Wendy you you talked to his dad you start to realize some of the some of the pain associated with what's going on behind some of this yeah. uh, behavior and not that. You, you always need to know everything or, or to, you know, to, to have it be justified, but man, it sure helped to empathize with this kid. And then I think being transparent with our son over, you know, Hey, sometimes when people are acting a certain way, it's because there's something else going on. Yeah. If they're else going trying to hurt home.
0: people, often they are feeling hurt in if some they're way. They're
1: feeling hurt in some way. And so I remember that lesson alone, just being something for our son to realize, Oh, now I think he asks himself, maybe that person's just having a bad day. Maybe there's something going on at home. Maybe they're hurting about this thing or that thing. Yeah. And so his emotional literacy um, has already increased just by navigating through that one situation. And now he's in a, a new grade, in a new environment, and there's somebody at, yeah, the, there's ska- a new kid at the skate there's park. A, there's a kid at the skate park giving him an, an earful. And he is learning to step to the side. Yep. He's also learning to the, the very beginning of your conversation with Stella to say, I'm not okay with that, right. but not yeah. revenge. Yes. So, you know, he's able to, you know, stand up for himself without having to engage in the whole cycle and, and the fight. Yes. And we
0: will make sure we record like a whole bully victim paradigm shifting episode because it's such an awesome topic to talk about. But there's a really good book called The Little Soul and the Sun, which is such a beautiful book um, to really read together as a family. But it really teaches about how, like, say, for example, the kid that's given our little guy a really hard time at the skate park is like actually teaching our little boy how to be like compassionate and have empathy And step to the side and have self-regulation like so our little boy wouldn't be learning these things if it wasn't for this kid that's just messing with him right like I love that book um because it's it's just a really beautiful story to remember that when kids make mistakes uh there's actually there's some beauty that comes out of it because there would not be compassion and grace and empathy and forgiveness if it wasn't for people who made mistakes and um You know, are jerks (laughs) (laughs) sometimes. But yeah, figure out what's underneath the hurt. And so back to like, you know, parents, if you have kids that are like, you know, throwing or hitting or saying I hate you, just really step to the side after you put them, you know, and, and really put some thought into it also after you put them to bed or you get, you know, you get everything settled. I know that those those moments can be so explosive, but you just really want to step to the side and go, why is my kiddo feeling so hurt? And even if it's something as simple as like, you know, I should have just given him a choice. Did he want to turn off the the TV in five minutes or now? That's one of those things that we teach in the foundations course and in the Bonfire membership program. It's just little tweaks like that empower kids so they don't feel like their power bucket, so to speak, is negative. Because often, you know, when they feel like their, their buckets are negative or low, they'll snap into revenge mode. So it's like it's hurtful for a kid who wants to feel respected and wants to feel valuable and wants to feel like they belong in the family and are a powerful contributing member to the family just to have like no respect given <laughs> almost um, when you just snap off the TV. I found that in my own family life, my kids often will go into revenge mode. We haven't seen it lately much at all, but say you know 5 to 8 years ago when I would snap to a conclusion where I would be like that's it, you're going straight to bed. That's it, you're done, like or grab the grab the phone or um where I would like really jump into a consequence real quick, they would often snap and feel super hurt by that. So I had to step back and go, "Oh, I can totally see how that could be hurtful." Like, I should have just given him a little bit of space. Like, we actually see that with our little guy right now a lot. He has these little shows he likes to watch, these little, like, cars racing. And, or, like, and if we just give him a choice, like, hey, do you want to turn it off now or when it finishes? Often when it finishes, it's, like, four minutes. Yeah. And then he doesn't experience that hurt of, like, no one cares about me. I'm watching my show, and you don't even care. You, you, you don't even care about me, I would think, is somewhat what he's feeling there. But figure out what's underneath the hurt, and that will take curiosity and a humble heart. And once you figure that out, you're going to be in a better position to actually teach them how to do it differently tomorrow. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I would love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and know if you have any questions. com forward slash firm and kind.
1: Yes, absolutely. And yeah, just going back to the like just the whole idea of breaking the cycle, you know, it's like if if uh if you do number one, you step to the side, um, you know, you don't launch the missile back at the, right. you know, it's like um, you actually will have more of a chance to figure out number two of, of uncovering and um, figuring out where, you know, some of that hurt or disconnection is coming from. You'll have a better chance at just kind of like being that problem solver that, um, you know, having, having that cool head so that you can make, make the right decision.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and we just have to remember families that feelings are neither right nor wrong. They just are. So if a kid feels hurt when it's time to leave a play date because he just wants to stay and play longer with his preschool buddy, we don't need to make him wrong. Just, I can see that you feel hurt. I told you it was time to go and, and you, really, you seem to be really hurt by that, by the way you were kicking and hitting me on the way to the car. It's okay to feel hurt. It's not okay to hit and kick. So we gotta figure out a different way to do it tomorrow. All right, so number three is repair the relationship and commit to changing. So once you figure out, like, hey, how did I contribute to my kiddo feeling hurt in that situation? How can I how can I do it differently tomorrow? So this we often say, you know, in the work of positive parenting, kids that get into power struggle mode, so power struggle, misbehavior, we, you know, we teach like 10 to 15 ways to prevent power struggles. The classic, like what I give the example is, hey, do you want to turn the TV off now or in four minutes when your show's done is just one simple strategy of a choice. But we give 10 to 15 to prevent power struggles and then 10 to 15 ways to dissolve them with integrity without having to like lay the smack down and use fear and force. And so what happens often is if those get skipped over and, you know, it's not worked out in a healthy way, revenge behavior then happens. So then you get to say, all right, so tomorrow, it's probably had to do with some power struggles in the beginning. Like, where could I empower my kiddo a little bit more? Where could I um, look up some new strategies to deal with the pushback when they say no, and I'm like, yes, you can't. Yes, you have to. And they say, no, I won't. You can't make me. Or once we're to that point, and in the past, I used to go to the fear and force, and then they would get hurt, and then we'd be in revenge mode. Tomorrow, how can I do it differently? Like, how can I change the tone of my tone of voice? Or how can I give my kid more choices? Or how can I ask questions instead of giving them a compliance statement when it's time to leave the park? But all these things will help you just be less hurtful in your parenting walk. And it feels good once you realize like where you may have been a little hurtful. It actually will feel good to be like, oh, killer, I just tweaked this little thing and I came across way more kind and respectful. But I still laid like still laid the law down like I we still left the playdate. It's just how I worked with my kid when we were leaving the play date that changed. It's not the limit that changes. it's how you deal with it and how you you know just remember like it's about closeness and connection with your kids and then being at choice with how you work with them tomorrow that will eliminate that hurt aspect and then they their need to misbehave in a revenge way will go away.
1: yeah. And you know, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of different tools you could use, but like, you know, just one of the tools that um, that is covered in the foundations course um, would, would be the idea also of making an agreement ahead of time. So this yeah. um, commitment to change, you know, after yes, like, one. let's just say after you've had this messy situation and hopefully you were able to do one and two or even if you weren't, even if it was a full blown mess. You could, in the calm moment, reconnect with your kiddo and, you know, say, okay, you know, we're, we're supposed to go to the park again tomorrow. Um, can we make an agreement and then hash it out with them then in that calm, in calm moment. Yeah. And then, um, once you, you make the agreement and you find some way that, 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 works for both of you, have, have your kiddo, um, state the agreement back to them, back to you and, um. You'll be surprised how well that works, because then just reminding them of the agreement, should it start to kind of flare up again the next time, um, they're more likely to kind of kick themselves back into this new way of doing things, this new commitment to change.
0: Yeah. And we actually it's such a great point, Terry, because proactive agreements is just one of like the 10 ways we teach to prevent power struggles. And it's just one of the four aspects of um, what we teach of a four-step process where you can set limits and stick to them consistently. So it's make agreements, give empathy to your kiddo when they start to push back, have them repeat the agreement, and then give them choices. And we find when parents use that four-step process, it eliminates this like, hurt from coming in and then the revenge power struggles really get de-escalated and revenge behavior does not come up so but yes you're right proactive agreements is such such a great tool um and then just repairing the relationship it's obvious like when your kiddo has said something or done something hurtful you feel hurt and you feel disconnected, find a way to reconnect, whether it's like snuggling in bed or um, reading a book together or going for a walk and holding hands, but just find a way to reconnect and and reestablish the relationship because that's where, when trust builds, connection builds, um, we find that that fills up kids needs to feel unconditionally loved their need to f- to feel like they belong their need to feel valuable again and they and they feel less likely to be hurt by things when their their buckets are are filled up
1: yeah and it, i think you know this podcast is a great forum to really air a whole bunch of this lifestyle out there so you know if you're listening and feeling the need to like oh yeah i, I jot this down I, I want more of that or what was that you know, there's always the uh, the show notes to um, refer back to, but then also, you know, um, Fresh Start Family has all kinds of, you know, sign up for a challenge, sign up for, um, you know, anything that Wendy's got going on, um, dive into the foundations course, get supported through the Bonfire Membership, because um, this really is a lifestyle. And if it seems like there's a lot of concepts going around that we're talking about right now, and you're yeah. like, oh, three ways to do this, four ways to do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, look at that as good news there's a lot of resources yeah. there and it usually starts with just starting with one thing yeah and go with that and then do the second thing and then just just keep putting one foot in front of the other but the good news is is there's resources there's there's people here to support you to cheer you on and they can relate relate to you know yeah. what you're going through
0: so, absolutely yeah. and i can tell you that Almost a decade into this work, like really working and doing this for the most part, it feels really good to be able to um, have stuff come up and resist that urge. Even though you know, I I tell the story about the chin at the beginning of the podcast. It's like I, I dipped a little bit into there, but just yesterday we had a situation in the car where my our son is like really into that show. What's it called?
1: Dude Perfect.
0: Dude Perfect, which is actually. A funny show, like sweet bunch of Christian boys, right? Who are like hilarious, but they bottle flip, right? Oh my gosh. So my son's obsessed with bottle flipping right now and he's bottle flipping in the car and I'm like, dude, it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. And his sister is like, it drives me crazy. So we've asked him to stop a few times, and then I just like started, Arr! and so I was like, "Terry, stop the car!" <laughs> so I walked around, and this is actually something we we encourage families to do instead of like bickering. Just stop the car in a safe place, get out, and then talk to your kid, like by looking them in the eye, put your hand on their shoulder. But I was a little little stern, and I was like, "Hey, buddy, get you can either give me the um, give me the bottle, or I can take it. Which one do you choose?" And he was hiding it underneath of his leg. And I got a little gnarly with him. Like I was trying to dig out the bottle like from his leg and it was like a full blown battle. And I stopped myself and I was like, whoa, Wendy, this is hurtful. Like you're literally trying to pry the bottle out of your kid's hand. Like this is unnecessary. Like just take a deep breath and just stop for a second. And in that split second, he was like, mom, I'll put it down here. I'll put it down here. And I was like, okay. Okay sounds good but I think the more that you get fluent in this work the more you're able just to stop yourself when you're approaching that hurtful spot and be like okay self I'm a choice I don't have to keep going down that path like I can see I'm getting a little gnarly whether it's with my tone or with my words or with my hands like and and it feels so good to be down the road a bit with this work because I really feel like we stop ourselves And we avoid the volcanic meltdowns a lot these days.
1: And and any parents are out there like, I would have grabbed that bottle and (laughs) cried it out, thrown it, you know. We've we've gone that route before. We've gone that route before. Our kids Um,
0: freak out.
1: And you know, it, it. In this case, we didn't. Right. Wendy stopped herself. And that bottle didn't get flipped to the rest no. of the ride. So it is not the only way. It isn't it the is only way. It is not ride. the only way. And the other way. We pr- had a
0: peaceful ride.
1: We had a very peaceful yeah. ride. And the prying out of the hands version has been done before. And even <laughs> if that bottle's gone, a bunch of frown faces around the car. And, and I'm parents pretty sure included.
0: <laughs> he probably would have gone into revenge mode. And it probably for him looks like, you guys are so mean. Why are you so mean to me? Like it's it's kind of that kind of language. Yeah. I can see that that's probably what have what would have happened if I would have continued to pry it out of his hands, and the only reason I would have gotten it is because I am you know 130 pounds. He's. 65 like that's the only reason why I get to overpower him is because I'm bigger it's not a fair fight so it's you can see how that's hurtful like he would have definitely felt hurt and that his his language goes to that a little bit and then you know parents when you're called a mean parent like that doesn't feel good that's hurtful so can you envision how that would have gone down if yeah I it kept just would have
1: spiraled yeah
0: yeah So anyways, we love to tell stories. (laughs) So we are a work in progress, and we're practicing this stuff just like all of you guys are. But hopefully that gives you some great ideas. When revenge misbehavior comes up, you want to ask yourself, how am I feeling? Any any misbehavior comes up, ask yourself, how am I feeling? If you are feeling hurt and angry, like you just want (laughs)
1: to
0: step to the side, don't hurt back. Then figure out why they're feeling hurt. And then number three is where they repair the relationship and commit to change. And of course, we will put all of this in the show notes. For more information and for all the links of what we talked about on today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash six. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day.